As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show presented by Sling. And we have a big show for you today because we promised this over the weekend, Ari, and we didn't deliver. And I think it's time that we give the people what they need because, you know, I I don't know if you've noticed, there's been a lot of arguing over the rankings of late. And, you know, I I was, I I got a question in my mailbag about, can we stop doing early season rankings and preseason? I get to this every year and I'm like, no, we won't stop because you're engaged. You're complaining. That means you like it. We're not going to stop doing things that you clearly like. And, you know, I get frustrated. I get frustrated with the rankings, too, though, because obviously they are wild guesses this time of the year. Uh, There's no science behind it. And people lean on them. And right. But I mean, it's not going to affect the rankings at the at the end of the season. It never does. If you actually look at your history, but it certainly makes people mad now. So I, I just feel like we need to we need to make some some changes and, you know, give the people a more accurate ranking. Um the FPI, I, which is what inspired us to start this in the offseason. Remember the FPI in the offseason had Auburn at like nine? Wow. And they're like, that's idiotic. I mean, I don't you care. You know that I'm not a math person. I don't care how many SAT prep courses I take. There's nobody that will ever be able to explain to me the math formula of the FPI. Well, I, I really don't think there's I, – I think there's probably a math formula, but I really – I, you know, normally I'm not a conspiracy theory person, but I do believe somebody at ESPN probably just was like, this is not that interesting. Let's move some teams let's around. Let's move like, some teams Auburn, around. Yeah. Auburn probably was like number 60, and they're like, let's put them nine. Yeah. Just Texas is always say. number one. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah I, uh, but, you know, I think our rankings are more accurate. I think we stand by Far them. We put, we put our names on it. Yeah. Um, we, we come together, and we make sure that we're on the same page. And, you know, I think that if you are going to, you know, refer to a team as a top five, top 10, top 15 team at any point during the season, it would make most sense to refer to ours because we actually cover these games. We watch yeah. them. We talk about them. We interview people, you know, uh, all actually, the other later stuff. Later in this show, you will hear from Arkansas quarterback KJ Jefferson. And if you're listening in the podcast form, if you're watching the video, there'll be another video with our interview with, with KJ. But th- this is, we are getting deep into it's ironclad. Yeah. 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 So I'm ready to I'm ready to go. Michael Grubb says Kansas is number three 
book it. Well, I'm ready to reveal the rankings. Let's see how Michael did on this. This Kansas number three feels awfully aggressive, but we'll we'll see what our brains and the computers spit out. Oh, number five. Kansas is number five. See, we're not going too too far into this, are we? We're not so we're anybody, not over our skis on this. Yeah, I mean, we didn't want to be crazy about it. You know, I mean, five, I think, is where they earned their spot. Mm-hmm. You know, their offense has been electric. They've been oh. one of the more entertaining teams in the country to watch, and they're undefeated. So what, are you going to put them in the 30s, 40s, or 50s, or are you going to put them where they deserve to be? Now, we didn't want to lose anybody by putting them at three, though. So we're just doing our best to yeah. to be as, uh, you know, real about this as possible. And I think that this this whole list here looks pretty good to me. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's explain. So we've got Alabama at number one. Mm-hmm. And listen, scientifically, this is how it should work because Alabama was number one in the preseason AP poll and Alabama hasn't lost yet. Yeah. And they've got Nick Saban and the best offensive and the best defensive player in the country who's yeah. arguing that they're the best collective team. Um, Apparently everyone else, because everybody says George is number one right now. Yeah, uh, they're not. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I, Stetson Bennett's only averaging like 360 passing yards a game. I, yeah, I, I guess I need to see more dominant defense. I, I think they did. They give up a touchdown last. I think I might have given up a touchdown last week. Yeah, uh, Georgia's. You know they're they're very good. I don't want to I don't want to come down on them, but you know, I don't know if they're quite there yet. Yeah, I, mean, I need well, to see more I just evidence. Need more data. I need more yeah, data I mean, on Georgia. <laughs> uh, but who I don't need more data on that's USC. They have yeah. just bum rushed every three group of five opponents, and and I am ready to anoint them, even if it means paying you a thousand dollars. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like this is a admission of you feeling that you're a little bit nervous about what's going to happen here at the end of the season. Now that we got them in the top four, but they are just mashing people. Their lines are elite. Um, there's no possible way that they that you could say that their defense hasn't been much improved as well. There, we've there's seen in the no past. way Oregon State will average nine yards of carry against no, their defense. No, no, That'll no, no, never no, happen. No, That's no, not possible. No, no, we I think that USC is an infallible national championship favorite. And all I need to see is what we've seen from them and offensively, and they've already proven that to be the case. So the Kansas Jayhawks. Oh, I guess we should talk about Ohio State. There's a yeah. guy, Ari. That, that tags pretty much every college football media person on, on, in the country like three times a day with C.J. Stroud stats. And like he he's going to just be crushed if C.J. Stroud doesn't win the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be very mad about where I have Ohio State in this rank. Yeah, I'm always curious about those types of people too because like what is it that you're so passionate about that it makes that a daily task for you? I don't know. I, I like and it's one thing if it was if it's somebody else, you know, if it's Grayson McCall, who's been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in America for Coastal Carolina, like reminding us that Grayson McCall is a great quarterback. But like, we're not really learning anything from you when you say that like, CJ Stroud is an excellent quarterback. Yeah. Like, we know that. It's like, like we're it's aware. like walking into a room in the middle of the day with the lights on and turning on a flashlight and go, see in the corner there, there's a table. Look, there, <laughs> look at my flashlight. It's like, dude, we get it. We we he's good. Yeah, we got it. So M. Zitzner, 72, in the live chat. Where is Syracuse? Beat Purdue and Louisville. Well, in that case, where's Florida State? All right, we've we've messed this we've, up already. Yeah, no, I, I think that the, the reality of it is, Andy, is no matter how much work, time, math, statistics, mm-hmm. thought process, off-the-record interviews that we could possibly do, 
We're never going to please everybody. You know what I mean? We're like it's Washington. It's almost as if we're doing this to make the most people mad <laughs> and that we put Alabama and Georgia number one and number two specifically so some idiot on Twitter will see it and think it's a legitimate ranking. My favorite pastime. And then get mad. My favorite pastime of this entire show is releasing these rankings uh, onto Twitter and the people who can't see that it's a joke or read the acronym for that matter uh, <laughs> freaking out. It's it's hilarious to me, uh, and yes, it never. The Andy Staples Show computer laptop organized Win Nexus. It, it it's it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> well, let's finish. So we got Texas at number six, and and listen, you almost lost to Alabama. to Alabama. Yeah, I mean they almost won. To me, that's about losing to Alabama by what was it one or two? Yeah, is is more impressive to me than beating a top twenty five team by twenty. Absolutely. The a great loss beats a good win anytime. I agree. <laughs> I'm going to do uh the the mock playoff committee thing this week. Oh yeah. Where I'm I'm a media or I'm a committee member in mm-hmm. a simulated world and I cannot wait to argue good losses in there. It's going to be amazing. It's it's going to be truly amazing. I I did it. I w- I was actually in the first group that did it. And was the chair and Jeff Long, who was at the time the Arkansas AD, who was the actual chair of the CFP committee, but they they'd never even actually met yet. They had done a practice like we were doing, but they hadn't even actually met. And he's like taking notes the whole time, <laughs> like what not to do. Yeah, what can, what what can I learn from Andy Staples on how to approach this when we're actually doing it with the entire country sitting on the edge of their seat? We but did, I don't know. Like we like did a if, mock press conference afterward where I because we used two thousand eight. As our because they they figured show you know a year where there was a lot of controversy where there where there would be some very difficult decisions and uh, I'm just throwing everyone under the bus for not having Texas in the field. You <laughs> like, did. I, you did f- I voted for him. I don't know what these people did wrong. <laughs> yeah. What what year did you do? You said we did 2008. Oh, it was 2014 when we did it, but they gave us the 2008. Oh, okay. Because we're actually doing 2014, and I think that's probably the hardest year of all the years to do it. Well. Just remember that Baylor beat TCU and stop acting like they didn't. Like like the real committee did until for every ranking until the last one when they finally flipped it and got it right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I I mean it's going to be very interesting for me. I'm going to have to wash my brain. And I have to go in there without what I know about that season and really like I'm going to go in there with a with a full heart. I don't think the committee's ever seen anybody like me, Andy. Like well, I want to be no, bringing up two, four, seven sports rankings. composite like, rankings in that in that room. <laughs> you're exactly. You're like, do you know where Texas is in the twenty four seven? Well, it'll help your your case when you're trying to get Ohio State at number four. Are there people? Are there people out there that don't think it's like that's important? Yes. Like it, like it, it and annoys they, people that I reference it. They true. The, the, not most people. Most people understand that having better players is helpful, but there are people. We'll like to call them Brian Harson, who think that you can heart and grit your way past Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. But is it an inappropriate thing to reference? And I'm not saying I'm going to reference the 247 Sports composite rankings by name. But is it inappropriate in that setting to reference team talent levels? It is very appropriate if it's a tiebreaker. If the team that is talented is also achieving at a level commensurate with the talent, 
if the team is is grossly underachieving, no, I don't I don't think it helps at all. I, I you got two teams say, with very similar resumes, right? That Talent have achieved. can't be an excuse for losing, but it can be a tiebreaker because what you what you're going to say is when this team plays, and and so in 2014 you're going to be saying when this team plays Alabama or when this team plays Oregon, which one of these two has a better shot of winning that game? Because you have to By take way, that into account. I think that's what the actual committee did in 2014 when it was Ohio State, Baylor, TCU. Which one had a chance of actually winning the game? And guess what? They picked the one that did, and that team won the national championship. Yeah. And it's like you never, you know, college football, you can't go back and be like, well, well Baylor would have won it. But I always thought it was strange at the TCU-Baylor discussion. It's like when you have two teams that are sharing a conference championship – play each other and one wins and the other one loses. That's it. It's not it's not rocket it. science. Like <laughs> it's over. Like there's no there's no discussion. I was um, I was so on that last day of the 2014 season, I was in Texas. I went to it was TCU Iowa State at noon and then Baylor played Kansas State at night. I went to both games. Watched Art Riles nearly strangle Bob Bulls beyond the podium because he was like well, Coach Amps, like I can watch them give out two trophies. Yeah, that you know, would have been you know the incredible their, their motto was advertising that season, right? What, what the Big 12's motto was? One true champion. <laughs> Isn't that still what it is? Uh, no, they've changed it since yeah, then. If it's one true champion, you can't have co- you have to have a champion, a conference championship game and you know, at the time that didn't exist. So, uh, but it is a um Certainly going to be a very exciting thing for me because I'm really very opinionated when it comes to these playoff rankings, and we talk about them on the show all the time. And you know, I'm very excited to be in that setting and kind of get a deeper understanding of what actually goes on in there. But Andy, yes, we have to reward the people who are listening to the show with the benefit of the doubt of what these rankings mean, because all the people on Twitter who don't listen to the show can freak out. Yes. But we should we explain well, and, and to the also, people if you're listening to the podcast, you haven't seen. The rank. If you're watching on the YouTube feed, you've got the rankings in front of you, and, and it may, you may have some questions. Uh, Michael Grubbs has some theories on the live chat. He says, don't lie. You put Texas as number six because Kansas is number five. Oh, I, I wouldn't lie to you, Michael. That's exactly why I put Kansas above Texas. That's Yeah, so do you want to like read the rankings out to people who are listening in audio form, and then do you want to give away why we put them together? Well, absolutely. Uh, number seven is Clemson. That one, I really just needed to put Clemson in there somewhere. I don't yeah. know that I have a lot of science behind that. Uh, number eight is Michigan. I figured having them below Clemson, Texas, and Kansas would piss Michigan fans off. Uh, I have actual doubts. Uh, I'm breaking kayfabe here. I have actual doubts because I want to see Clemson. Uh, I want to see Michigan play a team with a pulse before I get too too excited about how awesome they've looked this season. It is the worst non-conference schedule of all time, right? Basically, uh, some of those old Baylor ones were pretty awful, but this is because this one, this one, I think all three teams that they've played are in the bottom 25 in all major metrics. Yes. Yeah. So I need to see now they're playing Maryland this week and Maryland has had a good run early season, but they haven't really played anybody yet either. So they can score, though. They can definitely score. So I, I want I want to see them do it against teams that are a little more capable. And so. That's actually 
<laughs> that might be the only legitimate <laughs> ranking in this whole thing. Uh, yeah. No, number, number we nine, have Oklahoma ten polls of believability too. Yeah, number nine, Oklahoma State. Uh, mostly, I put them up here because I put them above Oklahoma just to make the Oklahoma people mad. Uh, Mike Gundy says goodbye to Bedlam. I've heard a lot of people talking about this who don't understand what's going on there. Uh, Oklahoma is happy to play Oklahoma State going forward. Oklahoma State's like no. You left and took the money, so we won't play you. So congratulations, I guess, on not being able to play the rival that beats you like 85% of the time, and they're just going to go play Georgia and Florida and Auburn and LSU and Tennessee. What did you think of of what? Not really care. Did you see the Mike Gundy interview? I did. What did you think of it? I mean, it's fine. I I understand why they want to be defiant about this, but if they want to play Oklahoma, they can it's 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 up to them, and it's just because you have games scheduled in the two thousand the two thousand thirties doesn't mean that you can't get out of those games. Yeah, like if you really want to do it, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. No, if if they want to play Oklahoma, they can. Oklahoma will play them. It's, and imagine this, imagine Oklahoma's schedule with Oklahoma with Bedlam on that when they're in the SEC. Oh, it'd be crazy. You adding adding an extra game where there's a lot of passion in that state for it. Like that would be a really hard schedule for Oklahoma. Yeah. This this is not like Texas and Texas A and M where they were both complete babies about it and wouldn't play each other, and now they have to because they're going to be in the same conference again, unless the conference is stupid and goes with eight conferences. I mean, would you act that way, though? Like, let's make a a real-life analogy. Yep. Um, And I'm sometimes my analogies are money, and sometimes they're completely crazy. I'm trying to come up with one where you are in an agreement with somebody about something, and then they do something to you behind your back Mm -hmm. to better themselves. Yep. And then they came back and said, well, you know what? We'll still we'll still do the agreement that we had. Like, wouldn't you kind of have like a oh, yeah. No, I don't Listen, I don't blame Oklahoma State at all, but you're only playing yourself. Like, Oklahoma gets to play a bunch of really good, massive brand name teams. Like, it doesn't hurt them one bit to not play you. It hurts you to not play them. Yeah. So you kind of have to swallow your pride and just accept it. Yeah. Yeah. So that and look, the, the record in that series is not great either so they do yeah. the scoreboard right now we'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, but this is the chef kiss right here. The chef's kiss. Here we After go. After Michigan and Oklahoma State at 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13 are, I think this was your crowning achievement, Andy. Arkansas, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Tennessee. That's right. These are all SEC teams. They're all undefeated. They are ranked in no particular order because they are undefeated SEC teams. It's just a blob of SEC. Just yeah. throw it in there. Just Even though they've only played... 
combined two conference games. Arkansas beat South Carolina, Kentucky beat Florida. And there's no rhyme or reason for any of their rankings other than no. SEC splatter. I have no Arc- clue which one of these is better than any other one. I just they're they're undefeated and they're in the SEC and I rank them in alphabetical order. And then <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma is 14 because they're not as good as Oklahoma State or any of those teams in the SEC because they're not right. in the SEC yet. They're not in the SEC and yet. And then Notre Dame if is If they were 15. in the SEC, if they were in the SEC though, they'd be ranked number number 4. And yes. I thought down Ohio State. That's right. And then Notre Dame is number 15 because they, they got won. their first win. They got They won. And, <laughs> hey, they had a tough opponent to start the year off. A good loss against Ohio a State. Good, a good loss and a win is better than two losses. So let's go. I'm going to go down the list here and, and just you correct me if you think I'm I'm wrong okay. with explaining it. We put Alabama number one because A, everybody's going to look at this and, and freak out that Alabama's ahead of Georgia because we both agree that Georgia has done more this year. Oh, 100%. And where they should be ranked, right? Absolutely. And Alabama has shown some deficiencies um, against a good team that they played. Georgia seems to be the best team. But putting Alabama number one annoys Georgia fans because yes. Georgia is number one. It, well, then putting, it, it annoys anybody with eyes at this point. Because, yeah, Alabama is just like there because they're always there. USC being number three is the most overreaction that you could have to three non-conference blowouts. But the fact that everybody wants them to be back and Lincoln Riley is kind of the, the heel of the sport right now. It's perfect. Yes. For Ohio state is a tent pole top four. Cause we have to make, of course I'm mad if I'm an Ohio state fan, but you're mad because they should be three probably. How are they behind USC? But it's a tent pole there to make, cause we have to like line the pole with some air of, of, believability right. so when people look at it it's not completely insane kansas being three and oh throw them in the top five people will think that there's a, a statement being made there because we think that any undefeated team deserves to to do that of course six texas is amazing because <laughs> they almost beat alabama but they did lose and they were they kind of got beat up a little bit against utsa for a while there which and is they are below usual- kansas that that is the important directly thing. below kansas because you're not supposed to care about last season but Kansas beat them last season. Yes. <laughs> Clemson and Michigan are just there, again, as more tentpole-type rankings, more believable rankings. And then nine Oklahoma State just to needle Oklahoma. Then you've got four SEC teams in no particular order, just in the rankings. Alphabetical order, Ari. Alphabetical, alphabetical order. order. Just because they, uh, they're they in the SEC. Then Oklahoma, which is a direct statement that they're not as good as the SEC. The conference that they're definitely trying to – that they're trying to join – in order to harness that that SEC bias that everyone screams about, and then Notre Dame doing nothing to kill their ranking like a cockroach, um, and it's just a brand that everybody hates. I don't think that you could have come up with a more perfect top fifteen. Also, not to, the first reaction that I had when no, we, no Washington, when I saw, no Syracuse, no Washington, and no Syracuse during a time in which both of those fan bases are fired up for the first time in a while, I thought was just the. The dessert to the perfect entree. I thought that. <laughs> yeah. I honestly think that was our best one. It, it like, I don't think that you could piss off more people with a ranking than we did in that one. Yeah, because omit it, and and that's the best thing about there actually being data now is who you omit is as important as who you include. <laughs> like Washington just beat the crap out of Michigan State. Washington on looked amazing. <laughs> like. And like their fans, like they fired their coach last year. Their recruiting has been a little down. They're upset, and they finally got like some affirmation that things might be okay. And it's just like completely unrecognized by the people who are doing this. Like I thought it was the perfect rankings, and I and I appreciate you for putting them in that nice file there. And uh, and the thing too is like Alabama being number one. 
annoys the entire country, but Alabama fans are so spoiled from winning all the time. They're like, hell they yeah! Get no Finally sat- somebody sees it! And, and like nobody's like, there's no real satisfaction from them. Like it hurts Georgia more than it, it than it, uh, than it pleases the fans. Yes. Yes. We, we do strive. I mean, you, you were, we're all in the trust tree. Now we are striving for the stupidest rankings humanly possible. And I think, I think the we might have listened to the show or in on it. Yeah. The people who don't listen to the show aren't in on it. So I hope that everybody listening, whether it be on YouTube live right now or in podcast form, takes in the gratification of watching people melt down but, on Twitter. But this is what it. I love about our listeners, because our listeners got this immediately. Like, we didn't yes. have to explain it to them. They got it immediately. And our listeners are the type that look at college football rankings and rather than complain about them, are like, I understand why they exist. I understand why they're here. This is this is not a thing that will bother me. Because you are intelligent people. Like, you tell on yourself... When 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 you're yelling about this, like they shouldn't start these till October. Well, they do start the only ones that actually count in October. Yeah, but those are wrong too. And you've they've been influenced by the AP poll. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. Go go back and look at history. They they weren't influenced at all by the AP poll. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about doing this though, Andy. And we'll talk about it after I'm done uh, later in the week when we get Nicole on. Um, but uh, Mzitzner seventy two in the chat. We're stuck in the horrible ACC contract. This poll is all Q's fans have. <laughs> And that's why we do it. And that's why we do, we do it. I don't know. Maybe we should do it more often, Andy. Uh, you know, I don't know if the, I don't know if the world can handle this once a week. <laughs> like every Monday at 10 a.m., we release the ass clown <laughs> rankings. Uh, but yeah, okay. Well, that was good. I, I had fun with that. Um, well, excellent. And, and I can't wait to come up with more ways to needle people as we get more results in. So, if you're listening on the podcast, you are about to hear. A fantastic interview with Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson. The Hogs face Texas A&M in a a game that Ari will be at in person. And actually, we wind up putting some stakes on this game that most of you will feel like are not. If I lose this bet, I'm I'm actually winning, though I'm not so sure about it. And then later in the show, on the podcast version, Dane Brugler, our draft guru at the Athletic, he and I do a draft show together called Prospects to Pros. It drops every Wednesday. Maybe you're already subscribed to the Athletic Football Show feed, and if you're not, by all means, do that, and you can listen to the full show. We're going to have a nice, meaty clip from that show where we talk about some of the college guys that really showed out last weekend and how they might have helped their draft stock. So we'll be right back with Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson next on The Andy Staple Show. K.J., how are we doing? Doing good. Blessing to be here. Glad to be on the show with you guys. All right. So you got Texas A&M this week. Obviously a very big game. You beat those guys last year. But but I want to talk to you about this Missouri State game that you guys just finished. You're down 17-0 in the second quarter. And I saw you said after the game that on the sideline is just an elite mindset. What What does that mean? What does that mean you guys are doing down 17 knowing that you can come back? Encouraging each other. I mean, nobody divide, nobody pointing fame, nobody's blaming one side of the ball. Offense not doing their job, defense not doing their job. We all just coming together as a collective unit and just knowing what we have to do, and then just being battle tested versus Missouri. And need we needing the adversity early on, so we know how to handle it by us just coming out and being able to come out with the victory. It just shows that this team is on the right path. We all have the right mindset. So what's uh what's KJ time? Tell me about that. 
Uh, I saw that there's uh, some big plays before halftime, some big plays, obviously, at the end of the game. Tell me a little bit about what KJ time. Is it money time? KJ time? What is it? Uh, it's just money time. So it, for me, it's just like, it just, uh, it's just a groove I'm in, just a rhythm I'm in. It just, it's a time for me to just be able to take over the game and just show my presence and show my leadership and what I'm capable of doing on the field and just make sure I put my teammates in the right position to win at all costs. How does that, that develop? Because you, you talked in the past about when you were an early starter in your career, getting nervous and and you know not being sure of, of exactly what you should be doing, to getting to the point where you can kind of point at your wrist and say, "This is this is when I'm going to shine." Uh, just confidence. I mean, the more and more you play, the more experience you get in big time situations, clutch situations. You're gaining confidence each and every time you step in those situations. And also, Coach Pittman just do a great job of putting the offense and the defense in certain scenarios in practice to where. When it does come up in the game, we know how to handle it. We know what plays to call, what we need to do. Do we need to get out of bounds or get the first down? So just being able to put us in those certain scenarios in practice and then go out there on the game day is more easy and we know what to do. It's muscle memory. So just being able to just be confident throughout the whole process. KJ, you know, you you guys have, have accomplished quite a bit there. You know, obviously a big win to start the season against a team that played in the playoff last year. Um, but it hasn't been that long since Arkansas was a little bit more down than it is now. When you look at the next two games coming up, starting with A&M on a, on a neutral field on Saturday, I mean, is this an opportunity for you to to show what, what Arkansas football is all about and, and how do you guys approach this? Oh, I mean, we're approaching like um... – just any other game. I mean, we're playing. I mean, the main thing is this game. We know it's a big rivalry, SEC West, SEC game. Also, on top of that, it's a trophy game. So, I mean, it's both. It's, it's going to be an elite atmosphere. It's both a big game for both uh, programs, us and a and So, just being able to have just that mentality going in that we know it's going to be a physical battle. And it's just all about endurance. We're going to endure to the end and have the right mindset going into that game that it's going to be a physical game. And just try to out-physical those guys. So you were there for for some pretty dark times at Arkansas, and then Coach Pittman comes in, Felipe Franks comes in. How how did those two help get you on the right path, and 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 help you decide that Arkansas was where you wanted to to stay and and try to become the starting quarterback? Uh, so when Coach Pittman came in, uh, just I met with him. I had just had surgery, so. I was in the uh, in the building, and I had met with him, and we just talked, and he was just telling me just believe in him and trust him and just trust the process. I mean, it's a long process. It's a long season. So just being able to just, you know, be humble, uh, pray about it. So I talked to my mom just praying about it. Then when Felipe came along, I mean, I just took it on as a challenge. I mean, we were both competing. We were both, we both in the same situation. We both played the same position. So just being able to learn under him from him coming from Florida and having experience and knowing what it takes to win an SEC game and just the leadership that he has on the field and off the field, how he talked to our teammates and how he addressed certain situations that when things aren't going right, he know exactly what to say and how to say it to people. So just being able to use all that and then just soak it out as, as a sponge at such a young age. And then now is my turn and my opportunity. I'm just trying to take and do the most with it. KJ, I'm sure Andy will ask you a little bit more about this later on in the interview, but I was just wondering you know, you've been in college now, pre-NIL and post-NIL. I was just wondering, what's it like? Wait, there's been more evolution in college football the last two years than there has been maybe in the previous 50 combined. I was just wondering, like, how much different is it being a college athlete now than it was two, three years ago? I mean, now, uh, for me, I feel like now is it's, it's way more eyes on you now than it was back then because the NIL standpoint, so everybody's watching you, everybody watching what you post. 
everybody watch you outside of the football uh, stadium. So just being able to be careful. I mean, back then, I mean, people people knew who you were, but they didn't just really know who you were outside of the uh, pads and the helmet. So now with the NIL, it just shows you, you by using your platform, it just shows you a more personal side than just a football side. And people just, the fans understand, oh, he just played football. Now they can actually get to know their, their player better. So I feel like that's a positive out of it. Well, I got some NIL questions, but I, I do want to ask first, though, you were using your platform in a little bit different way recently. You, you, you're from Mississippi, and obviously there's a water crisis going on in the state of Mississippi, and you were using your name to help raise money for that. How, do, how does that happen? Does somebody get in touch with you, or is that something you, you saw what was going on and said, okay, how do I help? Uh, so I actually seen what was going on. I got uh, a couple family members that stay down there, so... I mean, my I mean, main thing was me just growing up and coming where I come from. It just main thing. I just want to leave an impact. So the main thing I want to be able to help people that's in need or just leave impact when I when my time up on earth. So people can be like, oh, he did this and he did that. And he used he was a great man. He used his platform in the right way. So that's just my main thing. I mean, knowing that my home state is in need of something and, I, and me being a position that I'm in and I can be able to use my platform and reach worldwide and reach people that want to help donate and help the state of Mississippi out just by going through a water crisis like we are now. So just being able to use my platform and try to impact uh, others. You know, when you were going th- – I'm a recruiting nut, so I have to ask <laughs> one recruiting question. But when you're going through your recruitment out of the state of uh, Mississippi and stuff, is there one moment where – that we'll always remember about your recruitment, whether it be an offer or a funny story or a visit or anything that, like, people who follow recruiting might not know about you? Oh, uh, I would say – um, far as a trip wise, uh, my coach, high school football coach, uh, we took a, a tour basically. So we went from Arkansas to New Orleans to Texas to Indiana to uh, we dropped down to Illinois. We went to um, where else we go? So we were just taking a big old round trip, just going around camps, visits, just all types of stuff. So, I mean, it was really it was hectic, but at the same time, it was fun because I got to see and. You know, it's different facilities and different coaching staff and build relationships and network with different people on um, just not even football side, but just on, on the business side of it. So it was, it was a real cool experience. And, I mean, I just advise everybody to take their visits. Uh, younger guys just take their visits and just be able to just learn and suck up everything as a sponge and do your research. Did you do any fast food uh, experimentation? Because, you know, everybody's used to what their fast food's like at home. And you're going all these different different places in the country. Did you do any experimenting? Find any any places did, you'd never heard of? I didn't. I mean, no, I did. I did one. Uh, we was in Indiana. I can't think of the place though. But I had end up eating calamari for the first time, and oh. <laughs> I didn't know what it was at first until like I ate it, and I was like, "Oh, it's pretty good." And then my my uh, coach was like, "You just that's, you know you know what that is, right?" I'm like, "Nah." Like that's squid. I'm like, "Whoa, I just ate that." So I mean, that's probably the, the only wild thing that I ate so far. Is I mean, when when you think of Indiana, you think of squid, right? Like that's <laughs> not a lot of squid in Mississippi either. Right, not at all. But at least there's still a, a it borders on the Gulf, right? Like there there's squids in the Gulf. I don't know. He's from wow. he's from the northern part of the state, man. But at least there's a part of the state that is toward a large body of water. <laughs> um, so, uh, KJ, what I got to ask this because I just have to. Like, what is your go-to fast food meal? Like, where and what do you order? Um, so I'll cut back since I've been losing weight uh, just on fast food. But if he's, I had to say. He's on the Lose It app, Andy. <laughs> uh, I would say probably McDonald's, something just quick and easy I can go to. And then I just get uh, just a hot and spicy large fry and a large sweet tea. 
There you go. He's a Ari is the world's biggest fillet of fish fan, so he's he, he was hoping you'd next say time you go to McDonald's, fish. get a fillet of fish and, and DM me and let me know how it is. Okay. All right, so <laughs> we'll be right back after these words. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I, I said we'd get to some NIL questions here. This isn't an NIL question per se, because it's not available as far as I can tell. For those who aren't watching the video, this is a this is a photo of the shirt that KJ's mom made for all the members of KJ's family who go to these games. And there are multiple pictures of KJ. There's one of him running the ball about to dump truck somebody. There's one of him praying before the game. Uh, there's one just showing how clean the uniform is. KJ, I know you have a clothing deal. How are these not for sale? Like you could get fifty bucks a pop for these shirts. Uh, I actually got a new design coming out that I'm uh, about oh. to send to the uh, to the company right now. That is, it's, it's something similar like that, but it's, it's still got my pictures and stuff on. So I'm actually about to send a new edit over and try to nice. get that out on the market. So, but the main thing, the reason why I didn't sell them shirts or put them on the market, those are just really like family shirts. So it, mm-hmm. it meant a lot just being able to let my family get get a hold of the shirts and and then just divide that way. So. That's why they didn't just, you know, say hit the market. But I got a, I got a new edit in mind right now that I'm about to send over. So, Andy, would it be, would there be like any ethical journalistic problems if I wore that to the game on Saturday? <laughs> probably, probably you're not allowed to wear it to the game. But, but listen, any other time, I don't think it's a problem. KJ, you were cracking me up. I heard you on a podcast telling a story about the Georgia Southern game last year, where your mom came down like to the fence. Like she, like she would have when you were in high school and was like, you got to get it together. She actually did that versus Missouri State, but I didn't see her, though. So she, oh, no. So she told me after the game, like, hey, you didn't see me, like, behind you. I was yelling your name. I was like, no, nah, I didn't. I was locked in. So she actually did it again. So anytime I'm not playing right or the game's not going right or something like that, just she's coming down there to the side. I mean, she got to get her a field pass. That's <laughs> what she be asking me. I need to be out there on the, on the field, which I need to make sure you you locked in. You know what you're doing. You know, one time when I was playing Pop Warner, my dad said uh, that if I got a sack on the next drive, that he would take me to McDonald's, <laughs> which is where this whole thing started. And uh, I didn't get a sack, and we still went to McDonald's. So, but a, a good a good parent, and, that, and that's why Ari never ended up being any good at football because he didn't understand. Yeah, that you actually, have to achieve the goal to get the reward. I didn't put the so, work in like you did to get where you so, needed to go. But I do understand the the uh, parent presence there can be helpful. Speaking yeah. of that, all right, this is this is another nil question. This blows my mind. So we're gonna we're gonna play a little little video for the folks. Uh, if if you're watching on the YouTube, you're gonna see the whole thing. But you you will get the gist if you're listening on the podcast. This goes back to Ari's question about how much has changed in two three years. This is KJ advertising for Walmart. Sunday mornings after the game, I am worn out and beat up from the hits I took. Luckily, as a Walmart Plus member. I'm able to get everyday essentials like Old Spice and Tide delivered to my door. When I don't have to run out to the store, I can recover in comfort. I mean, this is crazy. Like Walmart, like one of the five biggest companies in America. Does that blow your mind sometimes that, that you, you're in this position? 
It does. I mean, just being able, first of all, just being able to prep for that video. I mean, it took me like a thousand tries just to get that one video all down packed. <laughs> just so, I mean, it's a blessing at the same time. I mean, it's a blessing. I'm humble. Um, just blessed to be in this position. I mean, just two, three years ago, I mean, nobody's in this position. And now just to be able to have the NIL come along and just be able to just use your platform. I mean, just be able to go out there on Saturdays and perform and do your best and make sure your teammates, you know what I'm saying, doing the best they can and then just come back and have a platform that you can go to and build your own brand just outside of football, just building your brand and networking with different people and companies, so, trying to get your name out there. So who who shot, because if you didn't see the video, if you're just listening on the podcast, is KJ in bed on a Sunday? He's hurting. He's, is that your he's, actual room? Yeah, that's my actual room. Yeah, that's my room. <laughs> so co- covers over the head. He's 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 going to his phone, going to the Walmart app, and and tapping the essentials that he needs. Who who's filming that? And and you said it took a while. How many takes did it take? Man, it took probably what I said probably about five takes because I, I I wasn't never serious. So every time like they say record, I just start laughing because I mean like it's my first <laughs> time doing it. So. It took me a minute just to actually get serious for the whole video and then just prep everything out. But my roommate and my uh, best friend helped me out with it. So, shouts out to them. KJ, right. when you're playing a game, I just got to ask one more question about this. When you're playing a game, you play it hard. I mean, you're running hard. You're lowering your shoulder. We've seen all the different ways that you're a versatile weapon, right? But when you are beat up after a game, can you tell people how much does it actually how much pain are you actually in the day after a game and what are the essentials that you actually would need to buy to get you through that sunday like my my essentials on sunday are stuffed crust pizza for the nfl games <laughs> i didn't know like what what powers you yeah, through your saying, sunday it's probably not detergent i don't think you're doing laundry <laughs> yeah, after yeah. The game. what's what's the what's the it item you need every sunday so i mean so after a football game the sunday we come in we have workout we have optional lift so for quarterbacks it's not optional so you have to be there so we'll flush out our legs. The screen there do an amazing job here just being able to just not just overwork you again just from off of Saturday. So, you mean, you go in, you flush your legs. I do some recovery and stuff. So the thing, when I go home, though, I'm, I got my massage gun like that was present in the uh, video. Oh, that's and right. Good. You were doing the massage. Okay, so that is your actual routine, like yeah, hitting that mas- massage gun. Yeah, my massage gun, uh, uh, Epsom salt, soaking Epsom salt, uh, and ice. Like that was on my knees. I mean, that's the main thing I do. And then, I mean, while I'm here at the facility, after I get done lifting, I go in, I get treatment, massages, stretching, stuff like that. But once I go home, it's just the massage gun, ice, and episode. There you go. All right. Now that this is the big question, you're going to settle a debate that has been raging on this show for months. So Ari's a big Manny Petty guy. I'm oh, a yeah. big nobody touch my feet guy. He mm-hmm. says, I have to do this. He said, it's the best. It's like he and his wife do do double dates, Manny Petties, mm-hmm. that, that we need to do this. And I go alone too and treat myself like a yeah. king. Yeah. yeah. KJ, yeah. I hear you're a Manny Petty guy. Sell me on this thing. Yeah, I'm actually going tomorrow uh, to get my <laughs> Manny Petty. So, I mean, it just, it just, like, I, I normally go by myself too, just to collect my thoughts, get away from the game. Uh, so, the main thing when I'm in there, I just, I mean, I don't have to worry about nobody just keep asking me football coach over and over. It just, you in there, you relax, you just in your thoughts, you're just thinking about just life. Uh, so, I mean, it's just a, a soothing, just a self-care day. I mean, you just relaxing. They just rubbing your feet, rubbing your hands, getting you right. So so the you person know. never looks up from, from your hands and is like, listen, on that read option on third and four, <laughs> how come you didn't let Rocket just keep it? <laughs> no, nah, it, it, nah, it's more like, uh, you know, they ask me, what do I play sports or anything like that? So, I mean, it's pretty cool. It ain't nothing like that. Nothing like about the read option, nothing like that. Nothing too hard. 
Well, they got to be careful with those feet, man. Those are pretty important in your state. And the thing that I don't understand is is this co-host of mine, KJ, doesn't understand how delightful it is to have somebody rub your feet. Like, is, he's like, don't touch is. my feet. He doesn't, he doesn't, it, it doesn't compute to him. Can you please help me out here and just let him know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a great experience. I mean, it, you don't have to think about like somebody just oh just touching your feet on the you just have to think like, oh, they're they're taking care of me. That's the main thing. You gotta think, oh, they're taking care of me. They try it. They get me prepped up, they get me ready for this or that. So I all mean, right, all right, KJ, here here's here's how we'll do it. You beat A and M this weekend, I'll go get a Manny Petty. All right. All right, that's the deal. That's KJ, the deal. KJ Jefferson, thank you so much and good luck this weekend. Thank y'all for having me. I enjoyed it. Next up is a portion of Prospects to Pros, the draft show I do with Dane Brugler over on the Athletic Football Show feed. If you're not already subscribed to that, by all means, smash that subscribe button to hear some of the smartest NFL talk you can hear anywhere with Robert Mays, with Nate Tice, and also with me and Dane. That's where you can get the full episode. But every week, we're going to have a little piece of that show living within this show. So we're going to talk about some of the guys who transferred this year who are really improving their draft stock at their new places. Here's me and Dane talking transfers. And this is something that you wrote about last week and I think is a great theme for this show because one of the things that I've had to cover covering college football, and by the way, if you want to hear me talk more about college football all week, you can go to the Andy Staples show. Please download, subscribe, rate, review, just like you would for the for the athletic football show feed. is the transfer portal. We, we've had to talk a lot about the transfer portal and how it's changed the sport. It's changing the way people have to scout as well. But I thought the game on Friday night between Florida State and Louisville was a great example of that because you had uh, Jordan Travis, former Louisville quarterback uh, with with the Seminoles. Now, he got injured in the game and had to come out. But there are two guys that, that really showed out in that game that I think are going to be on draft boards and are, you know, potentially better off because they transferred and they're at Florida state where kind of, I don't know. It felt like Jermaine Johnson last year was the patron saint of the transfer portal. He leaves Georgia where he was a good player. And first of all, it it explains how unfair that Georgia defense was last year, that Jermaine Johnson was a rotation guy. He goes to Florida state to prove he's an every down guy. He becomes a first rounder. Well, the guy this year at Florida state like that is Jared verse. He was at Albany. He was an Albany Dane. And here's what happened with Jared Verse. So basically, Albany played Syracuse in one of those bye games last year. You know, Syracuse pays Albany a bunch of money to come come lose to them. And every team that played Syracuse watched the Syracuse-Albany game as they were scouting Syracuse and were like, who the hell is this guy on Albany? And that's exactly what the, the Florida State coaches did. And there were, there were multiple other staffs that did the same thing. So Jared Verse was like the hot name in the transfer portal. He's been fantastic already this year. He got he got injured. He hurt his knee and was in a on crutches in a boot after the game. But Mike Norvell, the Florida State coach, has said, you know, usually he'll say if a guy's out for the year and he's being pretty like I can't talk about injuries. So hopefully that means that we'll get to see Jared Verse again this season. The other guy at Florida State that just showed out who was somewhere else was Johnny Wilson. He was at Arizona State, six foot seven wide receiver. And and Dane, I, I'm curious about this because we, we've seen we've actually seen this before from Florida State with Kelvin Benjamin, a guy that big. Um is six seven, how do how do NFL teams feel about that kind of jumbo size in a in a receiver? Well, I mean, obviously you have to have the athleticism to pair with it in order to 
uh, beat coverage at the NFL level. And Johnny Wilson, I, he tore up the Louisville secondary, and that's a secondary. He's got they've got some NFL guys. I mean, Keytrail Clark, uh, number thirteen. Uh, he's a top three, top five senior corner, probably a third or fourth mm-hmm. round pick. And Johnny Wilson, uh, he cooked him uh, multiple times. Uh, the one he uh, forced Clark to just drag tackle him down before the uh, catch was even made, an easy PI penalty. Um, but Wilson, he it's not just size with him. He does a really nice job with his footwork. So especially those one-cut routes, the slants, posts, where uh, mm-hmm. he can collect himself, Cut, go. He accelerates off his plant foot, so gains a little bit extra uh, separation. Uh, and he's got that that catch radius with the length, where he can pull balls off of shoe tops. He can uh, you know, steal the ball away from defenders. So I, there's something there with Wilson. And now it's all about okay, what what, he's do, what does he do the rest of the year in terms of sustaining this type of production, this type of impact? Uh, because at Arizona State, I don't know that we necessarily saw this. It, it was something where mm-hmm. the the big issue was the focus drops. That's not something that showed up in this game, at least. So can he sustain this level of production, this level of impact? That's what we'll be looking for from uh, Johnny Wilson. And then I'm glad you brought up Jared Verse. Anytime I, I get a chance to gush about Verse, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it. Because this guy is he's so much fun to watch. The energy he brings off the edge. He's athletic. He's very active. Uh, he's very physical. So he can attack blockers. Uh, but he can go around you. He'll go through you. He, he forces holding calls. Uh, the speed to uh, the speed to power move is really impressive. So I mean, there there more missed tackles in the backfield than you want to see. He, sometimes he's a little too energetic; needs to control himself. But this guy is a lot of fun, and he's a redshirt junior, so he'll have an NFL decision to make, just like Johnny Wilson uh, after this season. But two guys that, like you said, have used the transfer portal and are making it pay off. And, and you brought up Jermaine Johnson. I mean, there were four players in the, who were drafted top 50 last year who transferred in their final year in college and probably weren't going to be drafted that high if they didn't transfer. Jamison Williams going from Ohio State yep. to Alabama. I mean, the, the talent's a talent. But if he didn't have that level of impact because he was just a part of a rotation at Ohio State, who knows what his future well, and, looks and like. And you're, you're seeing now, I mean, you, we're going to talk about Garrett Wilson later in yeah. the NFL, but... We, we know what Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave were. And you're seeing Jackson Smith and Jigba and Martin Harrison Jr. at right. Ohio State. So that's – Jameson Williams was kind of stuck in that. And it's – he he's he could have been the fifth best receiver in the country, but might have been the fifth best receiver in that room, exactly. if that makes sense. Exactly. And that's why, you know, utilizing the transfer portal, it's something that – it gives these, these players uh, a chance to – and, you know, there are times where I feel bad for coaches who – you know, they they find a Jared verse and you bring him to Albany, you develop him, you you know, really you put in so much time with this player only for him to uh move on to greener pastures. And so you you feel for some of those lower level programs who do a lot of the work, but you also feel good for the player because he's getting more. Yeah, exposure. it's not the player's fault he was under Ex- Right, yeah. exactly. So, you know, it's I it's the main takeaway is you feel good for the player because, you know, a, a guy like yeah. Jamison Williams, there were you know, uh Kenneth Walker last year, uh going to Michigan mm-hmm. State and doing what he did, becoming a top fifty pick. Um, Arnold Abiquetti. Now uh, he was he was at a pretty good program. It just that that offense yeah. and, and it didn't right. Whatever for whatever reason, Kenneth Walker and Wake Forest didn't work. Right, but, I mean, but there are plenty yeah. of success stories, and in this yeah. draft, it's going to become the new norm where these players yeah. will go to a different program. And for you know, for some of these guys, it's as simple as you know, take it, you know, Charlie Jones for example, that Iowa, anemic Iowa offense that 
can't do anything. A guy like Charlie Jones is just, he's lost. He transfers to Purdue, who they love to put the ball up in the air. And when you've got a quarterback like Adrian O'Connell, who, by the way, they have that connection with Charlie. You can't watch a Purdue mm-hmm. game without them mentioning that connection uh, from their childhood. <laughs> but, I, you yeah. know, it's it's something that Charlie Jones, he's got almost double the amount of targets through three games that he had in two years at Iowa. So opportunity uh, is the main takeaway here with these guys uh, in the transfer portal that are going to new teams and NFL teams are taking notice. Well, so let, let's talk. We talked Johnny Wilson. There's another guy because this, this is sort of an interesting theme and I, I want to get your take on how scouts and GMs and, and front offices handle this. So Johnny Wilson left a dumpster fire behind at Arizona right. State. It was a terrible situation. Herm Edwards just got fired this past weekend. He was in trouble the entire time. And you knew something was going to happen there. There's another guy, and it's somebody you highlighted over the weekend, Christian Gonzalez, who's the the corner at Oregon now. He was at Colorado last year. Now, he kind of followed his DB's coach to Oregon when Oregon's new staff came together. Dan Lanning got hired there, and, and, and he puts his staff together. So Christian winds up... Going to Oregon, which, by the way, corner was a huge position of need for the Ducks this year. They needed somebody they could drop in and play right away. But Christian looked great. Oregon looked fantastic. They destroyed BYU. And and I know everybody watched that Georgia game and and, and sort of wrote off Oregon. I'm telling you right now, Oregon's going to be a good team in the Pac-12 this year. Christian Gonzalez is going to be one of the best corners in the country this year. For Christian Gonzalez, for Johnny Wilson... How much does it help that they left a terrible coaching situation where people are going to get fired? Because like Colorado, the AD put out a statement this week, like if you ingrates had given us more money, we could have already fired Carl Rell and bought him out. <laughs> right. But you haven't. So give us some money. Uh, but but Christian Gonzalez is now in a stable situation at Oregon. Johnny Wilson in a stable situation at Florida State where it feels like they can be highlighted more and are not playing on terrible teams. Yeah. A, a, I guess case like Christian Gonzalez, he committed to Mel Tucker. Uh, at Colorado. So, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a different coaching staff. Means, it's and, a, and Mel knows what he's looking for. <laughs> right. A different scheme. You know, like he, he, it's that's a part of college football that, you know, they tell you not to commit to a coach because there's a good chance he's not going to be there by the time you leave the program. You, you commit to the program and all that. But it's hard. It's hard, it's hard to follow through with that because you, you want to commit to the guys that are going to be developing you uh, and you're going to be playing in their scheme. And, you know, they, they've got an idea for who you're going to be as a player two, three years from now. And so for a guy like Christian Gonzalez, yeah, he, he escapes that, that, uh, you know, that in Colorado where they just don't have a lot going on. And he goes to Oregon where, yeah, playing with Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning has produced multiple, uh, high early round corners. When you talk about, mm-hmm. uh, Stokes uh, doing a nice job with the Packers, uh, you know, uh, Tyson uh, Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. The Jaguars. Exactly. I mean, Keely Ringo will be a top, uh, uh, prospect this year. So Dan Lanning has a little bit better idea of what he's doing across the defense. And Christian Gonzalez is with that talent. He has legitimate, he has a legitimate chance to be the top corner uh, in this draft with the size, the athleticism. Uh, I mean, you, you watch some of the tape and you see, you see Jeffrey Okuda, you see why he was the number one corner a couple of years ago coming out of uh, Ohio state with that size, his ability to cover. So uh, against BYU, Jaron Hall had I think 29 completions Against Oregon, uh, only one of them uh, was against uh, the guy that Christian Gonzalez was covering, and it was a short gain, wasn't a wasn't a big play. So uh, he had two pass breakups. It was a really good showing. And, and you know, against uh, Georgia in the opener, 
uh, Gonzalez gave up a touchdown. Uh, you know, there were there were times where you could tell, okay, yeah, this guy's still a redshirt sophomore. You know, he's still learning a few things. But the the traits, and that's what NFL teams are drafting. They're drafting the traits. That that's what they're going after. And you see, you're seeing a guy that's playing with a lot more confidence. Uh, and I thought he played with confidence at Colorado, but now under this new coaching staff, he's playing with a ton more confidence. And I think that's that's one of the differences I think between going where he was and now with this new coaching staff uh, with the Ducks. That's it for the show. Thank you so much for listening. You can go to the Andy Staples Show YouTube feed if you'd like to see that KJ Jefferson interview in all its glory, including his amazing Walmart commercial. When we come back on Friday, me and Ari and Nicole Auerbach, we're picking games against the spread. We might be making bets. I guess I made one today. I got to get a Manny Petty if uh, if Arkansas beats Texas A&M. I know some of you may think that's not really a punishment, but I really don't like my feet being touched. So we'll see how that goes. Thanks for listening. Talk to you Friday.